Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Today we're going to be talking about that peculiar specimen, the male feminist, specifically those at the Good Men Project. The other day I came across a tweet that was being universally crapped on by pretty much every single person that I follow. It was released by the Good Men Project account, and it linked to one of their articles with the caption, if you are a man, you are part of rape culture. Apparently men and women who like men don't like to be told that all men are to blame for rape culture. Funny that. But first, I have a quick message from our lovely sponsor, Simply Safe. Did you know that most break-ins happen between 6 a.m. and 6 p.m.? That's during the day, and according to the FBI, the average loss from a burglary is over $2,000. That's a lot of money, not to mention any sentimental value that could have been attached to your possessions. And what's crazy is that despite that, only one in five homes have home security systems. Maybe because these security companies don't make it easy. Home security systems can be expensive and a hassle to install and confusing to operate, which is why Simply Safe is my top choice. Simply Safe protects your whole home, every window, room, and door with 24/7 monitoring for just a fraction of the cost. Around the clock protection is just $15 a month. Police dispatch is up to three and a half times faster because they use video verification and there are no contracts, hidden fees, or fine print. Simply Safe is designed to blend into your home. There are no wires or drilling. It's easy to order and easy to install. Setup takes less than an hour. So visit simplysafe.com slash lore and you'll get free shipping plus a 60-day risk-free trial. You really have nothing to lose. So go now to S-I-M-P-L-I-S-A-F-E dot com slash Lauren so they know our show sent you. That's simplysafe.com slash Lauren. Now we're going to be getting to that particular article in just a second, but before we do, I think it's important that we understand what exactly the Good Men Project is. It's essentially a site that preaches social justice activism and feminism toward men specifically. The About Us section of their website reads that, quote, The Good Men Project is a glimpse of what enlightened masculinity might look like in the 21st century. The press raved when we launched. We had set out to start an international conversation about what it means to be a good man in the 21st century. At face value, that's a pretty benign description, and conceptually, I don't have any problem with a site run by men, for men that focuses on men's issues. And to be fair, the Good Men Project does have some articles that I do think are worth reading, like those focusing on mental health issues and suicide risk among men, which doesn't get talked about nearly enough. However, make no mistake, this site is a radical feminist site run by radical male feminists. I'm no fan of modern feminism just in general, but I find that male feminists are an especially slimy part of that ideology. And to illustrate why exactly I believe that to be so, I can think of no better example than the article A Gentleman's Guide to Rape Culture. The article, written by Zarin Burnett, begins by telling its readers, if you are a man, you are part of rape culture. I know, that sounds rough. You're not a rapist necessarily, but you do perpetuate the attitudes and behaviors commonly referred to as rape culture. You hear that, fellas? You're not a rapist, necessarily, and as good news as that is, Zarin has more gems to bestow upon us. You see, quote, men are the primary agents and sustainers of rape culture. Rape isn't exclusively committed by men. Women aren't the only victims. Men rape men, women rape men. But what makes rape a men's problem our problem is the fact that men commit 99% of reported rapes. How are you part of rape culture? 
Well, I hate to say it, but it's because you're a man. One of the reasons why feminism bothers me is that they apply negative generalizations toward men in a way that would be acceptable to do to literally no other group except maybe white people. You would never tell black people that theft and murder is a black people problem, even though they are overrepresented in those statistics, just like men are overrepresented when it comes to rape. We can't say that terrorism is a Muslim problem, even though statistics say there might be some sort of relationship there. And we certainly can't say that false rape accusations are a women problem, even though the overwhelming majority of false rape accusations do come from women. Do you get what I'm trying to say here? Rape is a very serious crime, and in Western countries, it is rare. Not as rare as it could or should be, but it doesn't happen very often. Yes, most people who commit rapes are men, but they make up such a tiny, tiny portion of the overall population that it, it just doesn't make sense to say that an entire gender is to blame. Not only is blaming rape culture on all men just rude and statistically idiotic, but it's also not effective at preventing rapes. Do you really think the actual rapists out there are gonna give two craps about the feminist BS that you're spouting? because I really don't. And hearing a man instead of a woman preach all this men bad feminism nonsense, it's even more frustrating because it comes across as just so self-loathing and almost opportunistic. It's like they're saying, yes, ladies, men are awful and predators and dangerous, but not me. I'm an ally. It's just so creepy. Case in point, as this author writes with plenty of self-congratulations. When I cross a parking lot at night and see a woman ahead of me, I do whatever I feel is appropriate to make her aware of me so that A, I don't startle her, B, she has time to make herself feel safe or comfortable, and C, if possible, I can approach in a way that's clearly friendly in order to let her know I am not a threat. I do this because I am a man. Basically, I acknowledge every woman I meet on the street or in an elevator or in a stairway or wherever in a way that indicates she's safe. I want her to feel just as comfortable as if I weren't there. Holy crap, what does indicating to every woman you meet that she's safe even mean. Greetings, fair maiden. You needn't worry. I shan't be raping you. You see, I am a good man. I don't mean to make light of the issue of personal safety, and I do believe that everyone, men and women, should take precautions when they're going out, especially if they're alone. By the way, men do get assaulted more than women, just saying. But the notion that every time a woman meets a man, we're worried that he's gonna start raping us, so therefore you need to reassure us that you won't? Where is that coming from? I don't mean to sound disrespectful, but are these people autistic? Because I know that people with autism have trouble reading social cues and expressions sometimes. Is that, is, is the autism what's causing feminism? This article then goes on to list examples of rape culture, like blaming the victim, trivializing sexual assault, and tolerance of sexual harassment, which I would agree with do exemplify rape culture. But then the author also includes things like sexually explicit jokes and gratuitous gendered violence in movies and television. So pretty much this author defines rape culture as actual rape and harassment, but also jokes and video games. I feel like some of those things are more of a problem 
than others. The reason why I wanted to do a video about this whole good men project is that I feel like we often talk about how feminism has affected women's behavior, but we don't often touch upon how it affects men's behavior, and there is an interesting dichotomy there. Aside from the physical changes in its final form, feminism makes women less feminine, less focused on the family, more dominant, and some might even say a little bit angry, maybe a little bit bitter. But in men, the feminist transformation looks completely different. Male feminists become less dominant, less masculine, I would say a little self-loathing, and perhaps even advocates of literal cuckoldry. And by the way, when I say male feminist, I'm not referring to just any guy who believes in women's rights or women's equality, no, no. I am referring to the BuzzFeed writers, the Vox reporters those male feminists. And although I'm sure there are male feminists out there who, like their female counterparts, are simply committed to feminism as an ideology and that's all there is to it, for a lot of male feminists, I can't help but feel like the way they present themselves is somewhat self-serving. I mean, take the name The Good Men Project. They are literally presenting themselves as the good ones of the bunch, not like those other men the ones who are gonna rape you. Which is so funny to me because as good as male feminists try to portray themselves as, uh, first off, there is a pattern now, a history of male feminists being actual sexual abusers, right? That's just a thing that is happening. And even aside from those actual rapists, I've just found that on average, male feminists tend to be creepier and more sexist than men in the general population. I mean, just take a look at this article where this man claims he accidentally raped a woman. And no, I'm not even kidding. As Dave Buddha writes, Six years ago, a woman accused me of rape. Here's the story. I met a woman in Houston while on tour as a musician. We exchanged numbers, and when I came back to town a few years later, I looked her up. We met for food, then went back to her place and decided to have sex. Actually, I assume we decided to have sex because clothes were coming off and body parts were being pushed together, but there was never any words exchanged or verbal confirmation that we both wanted to have sex. I simply made a move and she didn't say no. I leaned in for a kiss, she didn't say no. I put my hands on her breasts, she didn't say no. I reached down her pants, she didn't say no. I went through the motions all the way up to and through intercourse and she didn't say no, so I assumed she was enjoying herself and everything was good. Then after sex was over, it didn't take long, coming across real good here Dave, she turned to me and said the three words no decent man ever wants to hear. You raped me. I didn't defend myself, mostly because I was still in shock that I could even be capable of such a thing. I saw that she was upset and decided that whatever I did, I wasn't going to leave her like this. I knew I screwed something up, but I also knew that I had no intention of hurting her, so I stayed and listened, desperately, trying to demonstrate that I wasn't the guy she thought I was. Six hours later and me making a few runs to the local convenience store for cigarettes and snacks, she seemed to be at peace with everything. That story is a lot to take in, and I know we're only hearing about things from his side, but what makes this article even more confusing than the kind of confession of maybe rape is the fact that this guy now uses that story as an example of why he is one of the good guys. Writing about his self-reflection of the event, Dave continues that, quote, I've never said no to someone and been afraid they would become violent. 
I've never walked through a crowded bar and been afraid someone would grope me. He continues that when I began to understand this, it changed the way I talked to women about sex. I would explain to them that no was just as valuable to me as yes, because the goal wasn't to move things forward sexually, it was to create an environment where we both felt the freedom to speak into what we wanted and the patience to discover what that is. A funny thing started happening after I would give these speeches to women. I would hear things like, I've never had anyone actually care about what I wanted. So you mean I can tell you what I want and you'll listen? I wish more men communicated like this. What a relief. Thank you. Not having your partner rape you isn't rare. You saying you will only have sex with a woman if she consents to it? does not make you special. I feel like Dave was probably just one of those guys who was really creepy with women, but now thanks to feminism, he can brand himself as an ally and someone who cares about affirmative consent, even though he really is only doing the bare minimum that anyone in society already does, which is not raping anyone. Seriously, it just seems like so much of male feminism is gaslighting women to be afraid of men. That way, when women are afraid of their competition, they can swoop in and say, oh, but I'm different. I mean, just take a look at this article by Oliver Chapman. It's one of the slimiest examples of white knighting that I've ever seen. He unironically writes, Women are the oxygen of life, the source of emotional connection for men, the fount and repository of all things normal, safe, and free. From birth they have inspired me, given me guidance, kept me safe from this dangerous world when I was young and helpless. I felt safe in my mother's arms. She provided the safety net from which it was possible to feel confident enough to venture out and explore the world. Now I am older. It's my turn to protect women, to empower them, and set them free. Just a quick note here, I know it's hard to believe, but yes, this is a real article. A guy actually wrote this, thinking it would be a good idea, and that women would like to hear it. Who are these men who feel that they must imprison women within a patriarchal power structure and, not content with that, then pass laws threatening 99-year prison sentences or the death penalty because she got pregnant from sperm that could have only come from them. Another quick note, here Oliver is referring to anti-abortion legislation, which despite what he says, does not penalize women who get abortions. Okay, these laws go after doctors. Apparently, Oliver isn't concerned with the truth, but we can keep going. These men hate women. They have no faith in womankind. He feels that he must live in the patriarchy so that its corrupt structure can exploit women and thus allow him to gain sex from her against her will. The woman is not to blame. If abortion is murder, then he is the murderer. Level 1 male feminism is saying that men can't have an opinion about abortion. Level 2 male feminism is saying that all abortion is men's fault and an act of equality for women since all sex is rape under a coercive patriarchal system. Our producer Liam, who works on this show, is a big fan of nature documentaries and he likes to bring up the mating habits of the cuttlefish in regard to male feminists. It may seem like a strange comparison to make, but trust me, it makes sense. As Live Science explains, when a male cuttlefish is wooing a lady, he often cheats by painting typical female patterns on one side of his body, while the other side, the one facing the female, shows off typical male patterns. 
This gender-bending disguise fools rival males into thinking they're seeing just a couple of ladies hanging out. That means more of an opportunity for the cheater cuttlefish to mate. By using this sneaky display, the males are buying more time to convince the girls to mate before they are discovered by other males. You see, by socially and politically castrating themselves, the male feminist, much like the beta cuttlefish, convinces their more potent sexual rivals that they're not a threat. Meanwhile, they're really just using this guise of femininity in order to get closer to the unsuspecting females. And I know you might be thinking, whoa, that's a really mean way to talk about male feminists, but admit it, every single article we've looked at has been predatory as all hell. Ultimately though, whether male feminists actually believe in the ideology or they're simply trying out the beta cuttlefish method of courtship, we see that feminism damages men's behavior as much as it does women's behavior, albeit in different ways. And I guess we could say hashtag not all male feminists, but I mean these people certainly don't have any problem generalizing men's behavior, so I don't see why we should treat the behavior of men who happen to be feminist any differently. That's pretty much all I have to say about the issue for now though, and I would love to know what you guys think. Do you trust male feminists? Why or why not? And what can we do to stop the spread of feminism among men? Let me know, but that's it for now. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, and I'll see you next time.